it's time again for another installment of Politics and Peeves with Jeffrey V, where we have real conversations on real topics with real people. I'm your host, the man with more peeves than the Joe Biden campaign, but less than the 82, and counting, idiots that stormed the U.S. Capitol. My guest today is a returning guest. The very first guest I had, the man that I credit partially, at least, with getting me into podcasting, Papa Jeff Cameron. Hello, Papa Jeff. How are you today? Hey, Jeffrey B. Greetings from Houston, Texas. Thanks Houston, for having me on again. Glad to be here. Every time I hear Houston, I say, no, no, it's Houston. Houston with a U, yeah. Houston with a U. That's it. That's it. How have you been, my friend? I have been really good. Thank you. A lot going on and just trying to stay busy and stay in a lot of steps, as many steps as I can ahead of the uh, the COVID-19. Uh, you and me both. You and me both. So far, it's, uh, I, I, I've been able to stay away from it. Um, my niece, who is a nurse, and her husband, who works in another hospital, both contracted COVID mm. uh, approximately the same time and two slightly different strains. Uh, so that's what they figured out. They each brought it back from their own hospital and then their three kids got it. Oh my. Uh, but the kids did really well. Uh, uh, my niece got it the worst. Um, she said it, uh, about three days of just horrible. Yeah. And then it, it broke and she started feeling better. And her husband, I guess was just like a couple days and he was doing better. So fortunately, knock on wood, uh, they're all, they're all good. So, good. um, I did lose, uh, of uh, my former boss with the agency, uh, Ed Bajork, who was uh, salty the earth man, um, just j- just salty earth, um, passed away a couple of weeks ago from COVID, mm, and uh, that what I was trying to get back down to Vegas and, and just couldn't rent it; just happened too quickly. And uh, but it was very nice. His grandson said that uh, they would reserve a spot for me if I were coming down because they're only allowed to have fifty people there, right. and. Uh, so yeah, I didn't get to go to that, but uh, uh, they they had it on the, the the service on the internet, so I could watch it there. And uh, so that that one is the closest hit with me between my niece and and, yeah. and my former boss, who all of us adored. So uh, it's terrible, uh, and it's and it's uh, still terrible. Oh it's, gosh, yeah, uh, it's just it's just uh, awful. They just found the first new form of COVID here in Oregon. Okay. So. Uh, person is still alive fortunately but they've, they've found it so hopefully uh they'll be taken care of and i'm waiting for my shot you know it's like yeah. okay i'm you know anytime i'm ready <laughs> you know, so. me me too uh hey just send it to me i'll give it to myself that's mm-hmm. that's fine i, I yeah, i'm it's... looking at, at everything that they're they're talking about mobilizing um civilian forces and even the national guard perhaps to do these shots, you know, mm-hmm. and um, we definitely got to do something. And I, and I know president elect Biden has a very aggressive plan mm-hmm. uh, to, to get this stuff done, but for sure I'm ready. And I, I have friends that are still back in Reno that are staff in the, the hospital renowned regional medical center, where mm-hmm. that's the, the facility where they took their parking structure and turned it into a, uh, a COVID unit, and wow. that's the one that uh, uh, Trump said was fake news that it didn't happen. Yeah. And 
the mayor in Reno went off on him and he, my friends were just chomping at the bit and no, it's, it's really true. And, and, but they're, they're getting their own vaccinations and the, the ambulance uh, service that I used to work for is one mm-hmm. of the main agencies that are inoculating people. And um, it's, it's, it's coming along, but I'm, I'm ready. That's, I'm not, oh, yeah. I'm, you're, I'm, they're not putting a chip in me and they're not going to track <laughs> me. And, oh my goodness, you yeah. track me with the cell phone that's sitting <laughs> on my desk next to me. You know, it's, the phone knows more about me than I do. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. And people forget that part, I guess. You know, but it's it's what you believe, and and yeah. it's it's tough between you're in a rock and hard place between your right to think and believe what you wish, and not hurting other people. Yes, and by not getting inoculated, you are potentially hurting other people. Yes. So yeah, it's just where, where do you go with that? You know, it's just. It's a, uh, it's yeah, a it's tough, tough one. It, just, it, it is a tough one. You know, it's. I don't think there's a the, right answer. The the parents that are anti-vaxxers, you know, yeah. I understand the argument, but I, man, you know, do you really want to bring back smallpox? Do you right. really want to bring back <clears throat> polio? Do you really? Yeah. Karen, you know, yeah, yeah, Karen, <laughs> calling Karen. Come yeah. on amazing I, it, I don't get it i just don't i know it's hard for a, a hard topic and and is there a right answer and and i don't know but what i i do believe is this is the right thing to do yes you know and if we're wrong we find out later on okay we find out later on let's handle it differently than the next time because there will be a next time of course so it's, it's but i agree with uh, you i think it's the right decision for for right now the the right tool for the right job if you will yeah 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 <clears throat> speaking of tools um i <laughs> i shouldn't have said that uh, <laughs> there's many out there <laughs> uh i i was reading an article this morning in fact about a uh um gentleman uh, that is a uh, representative in north dakota and uh, he's a state lawmaker, right? And uh, he says, uh, after being sh- uh, shocked by big ten- tech companies censoring President Trump and other conservatives in recent months, Republican state lawmakers introduced a bill that would put social media giants like Twitter and Facebook in legal trouble for restricting political posts in North Dakota. <laughs> that's a that's a tough one. <laughs> that's something else. I, and yeah. I bring it up because I, I'm in argument with a, a fellow supervisor of mine with the agency who, who is a Trump supporter and, and devout Republican, and, uh, a Texan who, who lives in Las Vegas. Uh, and it, we're going back and forth, you know, over censorship. And, and, and of course, I bring up, well, when you, when you say things that incite riots or problems or mm-hmm. uprisings or insurrections – yeah, you shouldn't be able to do that. You know, when his complaint is uh, also that they're they're being censored for what they post, uh, and because they're being claimed that they're being fact checked. You know, and I'm like, okay, I understand that, but if you're posting something that that's not factually right, why should you do that? 
is it free speech? Papa exactly. Jack. Exactly. And that's, that's, that's one of those morality uh, questions, you know, and, and where do we as society, where do we want to draw the line? You, it's the, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. Uh, you can, but there's a price to pay. Freedom's right. not free. Right. And it, it's, I, I, my social media for my podcast is, is on Facebook and uh, Instagram and Twitter and, and a YouTube channel as well. And ah, congratulations, uh, all the, all the great stuff. And it's going to be really scary because uh, we're thinking of doing some live video stuff and definitely with a face for radio. I don't know if that's a great idea, but we'll, <laughs> we'll see where, see I'm where right there with you. That, yeah, you know that <laughs> that could be, that could be our end, but um you know, Twitter specifically, I was never really a, a, a Twitter guy until mm. I started the podcast and then following all the political people and what people are saying. And, and then, you know, with the our, our soon to be former president, um, you know, arguing and, and wanted this this Section 230 put into this uh, bill and, you know, long, that's a whole different show. But you know, it's it's like, can you really say, should you really be saying stuff that's factually not true? Should you be doing that? You are misleading people. And I completely agree with the the inciting things. You shouldn't be able to say things that incite people to do bad things, illegal things. You, you shouldn't be able to do that. But then on the other hand, well, it's a, it is a slippery slope. Where, where do we start? Where do we stop? But back to the Twitter thing, there's a a uh, gentleman on there that goes by the handle of parlor takes. Now we all know that parlor is where most mm -hmm. of the MAGA people went to mm -hmm. when Facebook was doing its um, back checking. Yeah. There you go. And um, they went to that and several other apps and now parlors even in, you know, was taken down by mm -hmm. uh, Amazon web services. And, what Parlor Takes would do is he would go through, he joined the Parlor group, I'm assuming you'd say as a troll, mm -hmm. and went on and would uh, screenshot some of the posts and then post them on Twitter just to give people an idea. Hey, don't waste your time going on that platform. There's mm -hmm. some really weird stuff on there. And some of the stuff that he put on there was, you know, really crazy you know hmm. i mean we all knew that that trump was at the white house and he did his video oh no the he did his video because he was actually at norad inside cheyenne mountain and they were reviewing the information from nancy pelosi's uh uh removed uh laptop and oh, wow. the the pope was actually arrested a year ago and all the cardinals are dead and this and that oh no oh no. geez <laughs> stuff like that is to me is dangerous i yeah. i you know i i think you we have to have a right to say and have free speech but that is a that is a real tough one. You got to have some kind of moral center where you don't want to, you don't want to put just crazy, crazy, crazy stuff out there. Yeah. But see, at the same time, I think that uh, these people that, that are putting this stuff out really believe that it's true. They do. So 
who's to say um, what, it, what, what is true or, or, or a lie that's being posted? Who are the fact checkers? Exactly. Who are the people doing this? Are they politically inclined? I hate to bring it up, but it, it happens all the time. If, if sure. you lean one way or another, you might say, oh, yep, this is, this is inaccurate because I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like, where, where does that, you're right, where is that line drawn in the sand? And therein lies the freedom problem. of speech, mm-hmm. uh, the freedom of belief, and what is accurate. Because I can list a fact to an old friend that's a Trump supporter, and he's going to dispute that. Mm-hmm. And he'll bring up another fact, what he believes to be a fact. Well, how do, where do you determine the, 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 what's true? I mean, we talk about the media. It's the different media, CNBC and Fox News and MSNBC and, and yada, 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 yada. How do we know they're giving us the truth? The actual facts. How do we know that? How do we know that they're? How do we know that they're not controlled? You know that there's yeah. a, a a globalist cabal that. Yeah, I know that's, that's a far stretch. Yeah, it it is, and it's like, well, I guess you just gotta kind of make a take a stand and say, I don't believe that, but that's okay. But then how do you restrict someone else? Because you don't want to be the one that's restricted of what you can say. Right. But then there's also how much stuff really needs to be legislated. Does everything have to be legislated? And Mm -hmm. that's a slippery slope, too, because once we start that, then we start going down to, well, since we've done that and politicians love that, Mm -hmm. well, we did this. So now we should do this. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, like you said, it's politically motivated because in when you're in that that political realm the first thing you do as soon as you get in office is you start working on your reelection yeah and well, yeah. especially if you're in congress because you have a two-year term you are starting to raise money immediately and then here come the political action committees and here come the lobbyist groups and and it, it, it's i i don't know that there is a right and wrong but i can sure see dangers on both sides oh yeah and then and that's why i think so many people can't find middle ground yeah on, and this, at least on this particular topic, it's, it's what's good for you. Is it, is it good for me? Well, if it's not good for me, then no, you know, uh, and it's just, and, and I don't know where we're going to go with that one. I, I, I think you can, you say, well, go ahead and put it out there because we don't want to restrict people from their free speech. But then it's like, well, who's it going to affect it? Cause I can say, well, Hey, I don't believe that. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not going to go with that. But then other people are going to see it. And is it insightful? Because we've just right. been through that last thing a week ago. And it's 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 very it it's very tough. And it's uh, I I know I wouldn't want to be the one that's making the decision of oh god no of who's 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 right and who's wrong and and there you'd think there's got to be a win win. But you are absolutely right. When you say that that the folks that follow these alternative facts, which mm-hmm. just came up in the in 2016, yeah, <laughs> um, you know, it's um, they they're believers. They are true believers, and 
but so were the people at Ruby Ridge and so were the people that followed Jim Jones. And, you know, so it, it just, it's, they, they believe, you know, the, and, and there's, there are some, which that's the legal uh, arguments that are coming down from what happened in at the Capitol last week um, is that the attorneys are saying, well, they, my client just got caught up in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, to a certain extent. And Hey, I was just there and, and I was uh, my president said that they needed help and okay. So, all right, but that doesn't make it right. You're still going to have to, okay, I understand. Maybe you didn't plan that. And, and mm-hmm. maybe you're not as bad as some of the others that were, you know, that did the, the really, really bad stuff. But this, the, this one guy, I mean, he, he believes it. This is mm-hmm. his, this is almost his religion. This is his, he believes it. And well, okay. And, and then when we start getting into what people can believe, then we start down another slope. Another slope. slope. Yep. You know, but it almost makes it, it. It almost makes me wonder the 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 North Dakota legislator. What's the what's the end game or what's the what's what's the pitch? What's he? You know, is he looking for reelection? Is he? I I'm just going to guess a Republican. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's the? There's 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 something more there. You know. Yeah, well, I, I think when it comes to like people like uh, uh, Josh Hawley, I yes. believe his first name is Josh, mm-hmm. uh, and, and Ted Cruz, and at least for Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz wants to run in 2024. So he's mm-hmm. trying to get Trump's base behind him because he needs Trump's base. So I think that's what he's trying to do when he stands up and says, yeah, this was uh, stolen votes and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. He, he's strictly political. It is strictly oh, yeah. political. He wants the power. Josh Hawley is another one who I think is strictly political, but I, but I believe he's beyond just politics. Um, I, I think he's just a little too far out there. Yeah. Um, I, I won't call the man a racist or a, a Klan member. Cause I don't know, you know, I don't know, but there's something else about him and I, and I can't pick up on it just yet. I'm not sure what it is. But my my senses tell me there's there's something else hidden that, that people there's, don't I agree see right now. I I believe there's something there. Um, I mean, used his sister's allegedly used his sister's home address because he's not even a resident of the state that he represents, and I I have a problem with that and. Yeah. You know, he he won the race. It was between him and and Claire McCaskill, who was the uh, person in in that office. And I, I don't know the he hasn't done himself any favors. Let's no. let's say that. And I don't think Ted Cruz does either. I I personally well, Ted Cruz doesn't. Can't, I agree. I'm not interrupt you because I, I I think of him and he just ticks me off to no end. <laughs> He's another one like Trump that can't oh. get out of his own way. And yeah. he, he need, Ted Cruz needs to go sit down and you, nobody, nobody likes you, Ted and go sit down, go, yeah, go, go back to being a lawyer. Go. Yeah. Yes. He, he might've been a great I, lawyer. I don't know. Uh, but maybe I don't see him as president. And I, and I think his 2024 yeah. attempt will be a failure as well. Um, yeah. I don't know who's going to come out of that, but I don't think, 
they're just, and I granted people forget people have a very short oh, yeah. memory. I mean, we have to keep reminding, reminding people about nine 11 because people mm-hmm. forget why mm-hmm. we do certain things because of that. Um, people are going to forget that Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz and, and Marco Rubio and, and uh, what's her name? Uh, dark hair. I can't think of her name. She campaigned for mm-hmm. Rubio, but um, said how bad what a, uh, basically a, I mean, the nicest way to put it as a jerk Trump is, and you shouldn't elect him <laughs> and these things are going to happen and, and so on and so yeah. forth. And then the day he wins election, everybody turns oh yeah and they're standing behind him which i granted he's a republican president you're standing behind him but my god people it's just josh holly hasn't done himself any favors um you know and of course i think it's simon and schuster pulled his book deal and (laughs) now and now he says that uh you know that's a a violation of his free speech no it's enforcement of a contract (laughs) that you signed right and you know, his, uh, his fist, uh, you know, power to the people uh, mm-hmm. thing as yeah. he was getting. And then, you know, not that that itself resulted in the, the melee, but mm-hmm. uh, dude, come on, yeah. you know, and he, he's just, he, there's other things. He, he wants to be something other than definitely what he is. You know, he should maybe do an exercise video or something. I don't know. He he's he's in the wrong place. He yeah, him and Ted yeah. Cruz need to go sit down together. Yeah, that's it somewhere far away and dark. Yes. Uh it's it's in and in, in kind of segueing into to this about free speech and, and what we can do and can't do. Um are do, do you equate I'll ask this of you do you do, do you equate what Let's call what Facebook is doing when it's it's censoring people, uh, censoring people, I should say, or or blocking them, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and the ability of the baker is to say, I don't want to make you a cake. Aren't they a business that they can do what they want with their business? I think that's. I, I think I do agree with that. Um, they are a business, and oh boy, are are they a business? These these tech giants have monetized our data, mm-hmm. and whether we say that we didn't know it or not, we all click the little box that says "I agree to the terms," mm-hmm. which are you know a thousand pages long in little itty bitty print, and most of us probably wouldn't know what they said anyway. Right, but they. It is a it is a business, and in some cases, you can monetize uh, an advertisement. And so, Facebook is, and not necessarily Facebook, but any of the the tech giants like that that have a platform, they are to me they are a private business, and and they can they can do what they want. And personally, I think that um, it's it's kind of too little, too late because this stuff has been out there for at least during this particular president's term. And when we go back before that, it's, it was, you know, with him and uh, Mrs. Clinton and the emails and the Russia and the, this and the, that, and now all of a sudden they're, you know, stepping up and, 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 and Twitter the same. I mean, how much, how much is enough? This isn't new. This has been going on. But no, I agree with that. If if um, you know, I, I 
I've listened to both sides of the argument on, you know, you, you are a, a business and you, you, I mean, it is a tough call. I'm not trying to, to wish wash back and forth, you know, mm-hmm. no shirt, no shoes, no mask, no service, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of thing. Um, it's your business. You can, you, you can do what you want and it's tough because there are so many, the it's limited as to what platforms are out there. And, and I, 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 there's several other that I know the folks are are going to that say they're not going to censor, and that's where Parler was. Only mm-hmm. Parler was, you know, needed uh, servers to run their program, and mm-hmm. so you know Amazon said, "Oh, too bad, so sad. Nope, we're not going to do that." And mm-hmm. so they lost their their thing. And you know, but if if it's your business, you should be able. I, I, personally speaking, you should be able to have the content on there that that you want to have and if it's clearly not the truth then you should have a say in that you are i believe in their case they're classified as publishers and although i don't know the law on it I, it's your business you should be able to say i no i'm sorry you can't be on my platform mm-hmm. let me throw let me throw a monkey wrench in they're they're not a private business they are publicly owned well, good point. Stockholders and, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So does that change the rules? The unwritten rules of business. That that's an interesting <laughs> it is an interesting wrench. Uh yeah. it and it's it's true. The corporations have boards of directors and and I think that's probably what I would refer to as well what does the board say mm-hmm. what, what does the board want to have happen because we we know it's it's I <clears throat> there's it's it's not uh I don't think that it's uh, that Facebook is a a wholly owned subsidiary of Mark Zuckerberg right. Inc you know I I don't know the 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 dots and and dashes behind it but if if there's a corporation and they don't want to participate in something they go to the board of directors and say you know and because the the stockholders have agreed to go with what the board of directors say or they can mm-hmm. have a public public meeting and um i don't think a lot of the folks that are that are whining over what's in the social media that are getting fact check are those that really are involved that much in the stock market. I know, I know our, our current president is the one that was all happy over the stock market numbers mm-hmm. and you know, that it was absolutely going to crash when um, Joe Biden won mm-hmm. and that didn't happen. And right. I don't believe is going to happen. Right. Um, but the Mr. Mr. Trump would say that the stock market is an indicator of how the country is doing. No, mm-hmm. it's, it's an indicator of how rich people that have money in the stock market are doing. It's not an economic indicator of how poor people are doing. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's not. And so, but all that to say that, that I think that we just shouldn't be able to, there, there has to be a price for Mm -hmm. putting out information that's knowingly false. And especially when that information causes the type of thing that it did last week at the U S Capitol. Oh, I agree. I I just, I like playing devil's advocate because it's just, again, it goes back to who makes that decision. You made me think there's, there's smoke in the room here from, from me firing up my brain on a Saturday. Let me tell you. 
detector is uh, going to go off here in a minute. Oh, uh, well, uh, we're, we're going to continue <laughs> because the next thing on top, we talked about earlier uh, before we went on air, was about the NRA filing for bankruptcy. Uh-huh. And they're going to reincorporate in your home state, sir. Why does that not surprise me? Yeah, well, yeah, it doesn't surprise me either. What I don't understand, and I want to read this, so forgive me. Um, the National Rifle Association filed for bankruptcy protection as part of a, uh, of a restructuring plan aimed at moving in the influential gun rights group to Texas. Uh, the filing comes six months after New York State's attorney general filed a lawsuit seeking to dissolve the NRA for allegedly misappropriating funds. AG General General Lita James accuses the organization's leadership of diverting millions of their own personal or millions for their own personal use, resulting in a $64 million loss to the NRA. Now, you go on down here and they start talking about uh, who was speaking for them. Of course, you know, when I need it, I can't find it here. I cannot see who was speaking. Oh, uh, the NRA CEO and executive vice president, Wayne LaPierre. Yes. uh, Was saying um, the NRA, which said it is not financially broke, filed for protection under Chapter 11 in U.S. Bankruptcy Court in Dallas. In its filing, the group said that it has assets between $100 and $500 million and liabilities in the same dollar range. Um, And then he went to say, oh, that they were not financially broke um, and they're dumping New York uh, and pursuing plans to reincorporate the NRA in Texas. But what I don't understand, bankruptcy means you're broke. And yeah. he's saying right here that they're not broke. So no, they're, they're trying to outrun a lawsuit. So, and how is that legal? <laughs> I don't understand. How can you do I, that? I don't. I really don't know if you can, you know, I, I'm a morning Joe fan with, with Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski and Joe categorizes himself as, Hey, I'm just a dumb country lawyer and I'm not a lawyer. And I don't think you can do that. And I wouldn't think so. I, I seem to remember some reporting month or so, or a little bit more ago that when, um, the attorney general, uh, Miss James, filed those, or at least filed intent to do that. That she was going to do something to try and freeze assets, and because they announced, of course, right off the bat that that's what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. And I think she was trying to bring an action that said that, in essence, they can't just run away. You right. can't just do that, and um, you know, try and stay five steps ahead of the law. We we're coming for you. And we're, we're going to get you because they say they have uh, proof that money was diverted into paying for things that it shouldn't have been. And um, I, I personally don't believe the NRA any further than I can throw them. Um, you know, it, it, you know, saying I personally think that, you know, what they say they do, come on, it's a lobbying group. That's, that's what it is. And, and I, I, I'm I'm a gun guy. I think that you should we should have responsible gun ownership. I'm not um, I'm not you know I'm on the left, but I I'm not coming for your guns, right. and I don't want your guns, and I'm I'm still of the opinion that I I don't quite know why some people have to have these assault 
rifle type uh long guns you know and carry them into capitol buildings and things like that i think that's i don't think we need to do that but i i i believe in the second amendment and i think we need to have that but the nra is is a it's a lobbying piggy bank that's that's what they are and they decided to dip in and and pay their own stuff and they got caught yeah and and now they're they're just they don't they they want to run and where it's going to end up here in Texas, I don't know. Um, I, I am here in Houston, and you know, they're filing up at the other end of the state. At, at the, the granted, Texas is a is a pretty much red state. I'm here in a blue county, but they're, mm. you know, they're they're up there on the on the red end of the state, shall we say? And yeah. and I don't I don't know where it's going to go. I understand that that bu- Texas is very business friendly. Um, that's why, uh, Elon Musk is moving his Tesla operations to here. Right. And, um, I, I don't think you should be able to commit crimes and get away with it and then use the bankruptcy protection laws Mm -hmm. for things that are not what they're designed to do. If you got money in the bank and you have an equal amount of debt and, you know, in essence, you're maybe you're nonprofit. Okay. I, I, Okay, whatever. What that's a whole different issue. Oh yes, but you, you shouldn't be able you shouldn't be able to outrun the law, um, and just say, well, like our friend in the White House now has filed bankruptcy, you know, X amount of times right. just to get out of paying his debts. Right. Um, that's what these guys are trying to do. They're they're not only trying to do that. They're they're trying to, uh, they're trying to outrun the law. Yeah, and, and I, I, I don't get. It. I, I mean, don't think it's going to work. How how can it work when you're actually making public statements? That you have money, but you know we're just moving. Well, how can a bankruptcy court uphold that? I just I don't understand it. I, I just, it just blows me away when I read that this morning. I'm like, what in the heck? Unbelievable. I would um, hope that they can't. I, I I would hope that the the federal judge that's hearing that is going to look at that and say something to the effect of no. Yeah. And no, you can't do that. And I mean, they, when you've got money though, and I mean, it's like they say, you, you're the best justice that money can buy. Um, that's probably what's going to happen. I hope they're not successful because oh, you, you, sh- you shouldn't be able to do that. That money right. was placed there. That money was given to the NRA by those, you know, people that truly believe in that cause, you know. Yeah. Uh, God guts and guns, you know, that's, that's the, and Hey, God bless them, you know? Right. And that's great. But they gave that money for a specific purpose, not to pay for some CEO, if it was him or some other company officers, personal luxury. That's, that's, you can't do that. $64 million. (laughs) Well, $64 million. Like, Okay. On that Good note, money if you can get it, I guess. I, <laughs> well, you and I can't. <laughs> no, not, you know, you and I, if we would even think of of something like that, the thought police would, would be on us. You know, you can't even. Yeah. Know. yeah I know. It's unreal. Uh, I want to segue. I have no better way of doing it. So I'm just going to jump in here. And talk about a couple exciting things for both of us. Uh, uh, each one of our shows is 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 branching out a little bit, uh, and I want uh, you to be able to tell the, the listeners what your show is is 
kind of transitioning to. I know it's very exciting. I'm very happy for you. Thank you. Um, it is very exciting because it's a, and, and frightening kind of at the same time, we're, we're <laughs> kind of into it by about four weeks now. And we started Papa Jeff's America as mainly a political talk radio podcast. Mm -hmm. So it would come across as if it was live talk radio. Uh, obviously it's recorded and it's in podcast format, but it was designed to be a talk radio, uh, format. Mm -hmm. And, political talk radio, because those were the things that were going on in the times and, uh, and obviously still are. But one of the taglines that we had was, is this the America that you want to live in? And we did some broadcasts and, and I had uh, some friends come on and had some really good interviews. You were one of them. You, you, uh, you, your numbers are still growing from, uh, <laughs> From that interview, people love hearing about the agency, and uh, those those are those are you get high marks for that, my friend. No, thank you. Um, but on the on the political side, um, I had some folks come on, and and one gentleman in particular, a, a dear friend, and not that I look at the numbers, but it's like okay, people are are I'm I'm getting cards and letters, if you will, that. We don't really want to hear this. It's the same old thing. If if mm -hmm. we want to hear this, we can just turn on the news or we can look at the the. Yeah, I don't even know if newspapers exist anymore. So, <laughs> but then in in we said, well, what what are we going to do? Are we just going to continue on? And and I got frustrated at a, at a couple of the interviews that I did, and it's it's like, okay, what am I going to do? And I did an interview with a gentleman that I met in our group of podcasters that you and I both belong to. And mm -hmm. this gentleman name is name is Spencer Hughes. And just a quick plug, Hughes on the heart. Um, Hughes from the heart um, is his podcast. And he did political talk radio syndicated program. And he did it for 25 plus years in the Bay area. And mm -hmm. he said he didn't like the person that it was turning into, he was turning into because mm -hmm. it's all political talk radio is all argumentative. You're, you're, you're just, and his numbers were great, but his concern was that since he changed his format, he didn't like who he was becoming. So he made a move, not only location wise with his family, but he also changed and got away from political talk radio. Now does a daily uh, positive radio show in a local mm -hmm. market and then does his podcast, which is uh, health and wellness and positivity and mindfulness. And he's just a much happier person. And I thought, wow. But on the other hand, still afraid of a format change because mm -hmm. in radio, a format change can mean the death of a station. It right. could mean, you know, you were you know, top 40. And now all of a sudden you're not to pick on anybody, but you went to, you know, country or as you know, in the, that line in the blues brothers, we've got both kinds of music, country and Western, Yeah, you know, <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> um, <Great movie. laughs> yeah, it, it was, it's a classic for sure. Yeah. Um, we're on a mission from God. Um, <laughs> You know, a, a format change is like, oh, do we want to do this? And and then I thought about it and I listened to different podcasts and I said, who can I, let me reach out to a few people. And mm -hmm. and I had a few, I, I, I pitched the idea to a few guests and they said, yeah, we would love to come on and, and share our stories. And, and we've been able to talk to a, a few people that are just 
that are amazing with with work that they're doing with nonprofits because of things that have happened in their life and people's personal stories and and more on a human interest side and um it's amazing who when you reach out to these people just that you've only seen maybe on Facebook or or they're a friend of a friend or a friend of a friend of a friend or mm-hmm. something like that and you reach out and you say hey I'm uh, Papa Jeff and I do this podcast and and it used to be political, but we're segueing away from that. And I'd like to have you come on and do 20 or 30 minutes on just and yeah, and we've done these programs and yes, our numbers have changed, but we're getting positive feedback mm-hmm. and we're doing what I believe is our part that we have this platform and that we can share the good things that are out there, not necessarily the bad things, although mm-hmm. those are going to come up. But we're able to do good things. And sometimes the the last few interviews that I've done, the last few guests that I've had on have said that it's therapeutic for them to be able to come on and to tell their story. Mm-hmm. And it's just been an amazing ride for for me and us here that do this. And, and we're very happy with the format. And um, I, I definitely encourage you. I, I know some of the things that, that you're planning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you shared those with me and, and all the best with you too, because it's a, it's been a great move for us. And I'm, I'm confident that it's, it's going to be a great um, a, more of an addition, I think for you, right. it's going to be a great thing. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very happy. To go. I, I know what you're doing, and, and I've listened to some of your guests, and, and uh, Xander being one of you, we, we talked about Xander. I, I yes. had a big charge out of when he did his uh, The Bare Necessities take and uh, had me bebopping in my desk at work <laughs> listening to it You know, because he's, he's fantastic. I, I really enjoyed him. Um, mine is, is going to still be politics, but yeah, we're going to a little bit different direction, uh, interviewing uh, people around the world. I have been net uh, or internet searching, uh, and I will have a, I'm hoping we can get arrange it. Uh, the next podcast of mine will be with a young man in uh, Barcelona, Spain, who, as you were saying, you know, people like to, it's therapeutic to talk and vent. Yes. And that's what he does. He ha- he sets up a couple of chairs in different uh, areas of Barcelona and has what he calls free conversations. And so we're going to be talking with him. Uh, we're trying to arrange that right now when we can do that because there's a nine-hour difference. And uh, and I'm trying to look, uh, lock down some other interviews uh, with people around the world just doing good things. And I want to bring a little, you know, good stories, the feel-good stories, maybe the ones that don't get that much attention on, on mainstream media. And uh, so I'm looking forward to it. And, 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 and again, uh, by talking to you, it, it gives me, uh, makes me feel better about changing the format a little bit. You know, it's, it's not going to be a complete change. There will still be politics because I love me some politics. Oh, yeah. And uh, so it's, it's, it's time that, that people, I know I, I need positivity. I need feel-good stories, uh, especially after the last four years. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, and I think majority of people want feel good stories no matter what side you're on just just to take you away from what's going on and and in politics and all the nastiness and the the vile um to get these stories about you know the good people are doing 
uh, and maybe it'll get contagious. Maybe our listeners between your show, my show, and getting these great uh, interviews out there will say, hey, I can do that in my city or my community or my state or my country or whatever. And maybe we can grow something out of, you know, these individual people's making good and get others to do it. And I completely agree. Around. You oh, are yeah. you are really going to enjoy it. Um, it's just it's such a, a good feeling to be able to help, and just something as simple as that gentleman in in Spain who put, sets up two chairs and just has conversations, free conversation, because yep. people need to talk. Yep. And with the social mediaization i don't even know if that's a term but it is now <laughs> I, I do i we talk to we don't talk we don't we mm-hmm. we we live in the the virtual world we 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 talk to our phones we talk to ourselves we you know and granted some of the best conversations i've had is listening to my own conversations and Absolutely. talking to myself you know and but you know they say it's okay to talk to yourself as long as you don't interrupt mm-hmm. but you know <laughs> And I do. It's, That's the bad part. I do too. You know, I even interrupt myself and it's, it's just, it's so good to be able to talk to people that need to talk. Right. You know, Cause obviously there's, we're doing this for a reason because we like to talk and we like to talk to other people. We like to have conversations. Yes. Our tagline is, you know, continuing the conversation one podcast at a time. And it's just been so therapeutic for me personally to be able to share the this information you mentioned Xander Xander is a character he yes. Xander is in China and he's been the the most long distance interview that I've done so far and Xander uh does a uh, a podcast uh called Xander and Stone mm-hmm. and Xander is in China and his partner Stone uh, a female is in Arizona. And so you talk about the time difference. He's coordinating the time <laughs> difference between him and China and her in Arizona. And there, when I coordinated, he, I, I'm not going to lie. He coordinated the times, um, you know, he's there 13 and a half hours ahead of us. Um, and so, um, and I, I believe that's what it is. And, and then I'm, I'm doing one. Well, anyway, back to Xander. He's, he is just, he is so talented and has a platform and uses it for good. And was one of those that when I reached out to him through Facebook and we chatted for a little bit and it, it really gets to you. Well, it got to me when people would say, I'm honored to come on your show. Wow. You're, yeah. you're honored. Okay. Um, I'm really not anybody, but um, hey, thanks for coming on. I'm honored that you would consider coming on this program and, right. and sharing what you do. And I mean, they do a lot. And it's everybody that we've had on is is just, you know, even though my my sometimes nemesis uh, in the in the political world, you know, everybody's been a great guest and it just gives me that you know, it gives me that, that push to, to go ahead. And, and, and I shared with you the story again, from that podcast group that we belong to Mm -hmm. the, the person that got down with the numbers and he was just feeling bad and he continued on and he found out that it did make a difference in his, in his own life with Mm -hmm. his, one of his own family members. And um, it could have been a big loss had he stopped 
doing his show. Mm -hmm. And if it gets to the right person at the right time, then I've done what I believe I'm called to do. All right. Yeah, it's it's it makes a difference in in one's life. I mean, we go back to uh, uh, we're talking about um, um, Spencer, um, not not Spencer. Uh, oh, I can't think of his name now. The one who moved to Washington. Oh yeah, that's Spencer. That's Spencer. Okay, yeah, no, Spencer forgive me, Spencer. Um, he says he didn't like who he became. That's one mm-hmm. of the reasons I left the agency. Yeah, is that I did not like who I became. I I was not a nice person, you know, and I didn't like that. And it took about 13 months before I could, after I left to come back to being me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I much prefer it. So I understand Spencer's (laughs) out or take on life there. Um, And and if you don't like who you are and what you're doing, you need to get out. Um, This for me is therapeutic. Yes. Because we both, we both like to talk and I'll talk with anybody. And, and about anything, yes, you know, outside of, of the really weird stuff, <laughs> you know, oh, right. <laughs> and I'm not going to get too all on that. Those podcasts are out there too. <laughs> yeah, they actually are. And, uh-huh. and, and that's great. You know, uh, and it, it is therapeutic and it is fun. And that's why I'm looking forward to the talk with the young man in Barcelona. Uh, yes. That should be really interesting. Um, and it's just trying to find the, the perfect meld now in between my politics and, and, and the good stuff. Um, and, and I got a feeling that some shows are not going to be very political at all, you know, which if that's the case, that's the case. I'm going to roll with it. You know, uh, it's like the show today. I was not very prepared for <laughs> And we're just rolling with it. So, Those are know. sometimes, at least to me, that's sometimes the best, you know, I'll, I'll normally have a couple of bullet points and ready to go. And, and I've, I've had to be careful and, and do my research early because Mm -hmm. I've had a few of those where it's been um, I've either got up late or I've got back from an appointment late and, and it's, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Well, you know what? Sometimes ad lib is the the best stuff that, that you can possibly do. And um, I'm not saying don't prepare and kids do your homework. homework. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Papa Jeff is not saying Papa Jeff said, I don't have to do my homework. No, that's not what Papa Jeff is saying. No, no, no. Um, but sometimes, you know, and you don't plan it to be political and sometimes there's political innuendo. It right. does pop in there because that comes out in everyday conversation. But absolutely, I I am very pleased with the direction that we're going and I'm excited to hear great. the new stuff, the new content that's, uh, that's again, additional content that's uh, that you're going to be putting out. And, and I, I know you're, you're going to really enjoy it. I, I think I am too. I mean, I'm enjoying what you've done. Uh, when I get the, the, the chances to, to listen to your program, uh, I always enjoy it anyway. Um, even even with Thank your you. nemesis guest, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because um, it it brings up points for me to ponder. So uh, listening is always a great thing. So I, I I appreciate what you're doing, and and as always, Papa Jeff, I you know I, I give you credit for for pushing me in the podcast direction. Uh, I'm having an absolute ball with it. Um, I wish I had more time to listen to more programs. I just don't. <laughs> it's just, it's a little tough, you know, 52 hours a week at work and then trying to take care of everything else. 
but uh, it's that pesky it, thing called a job. That's yeah. it. You know, yeah. they, they like me being there. And uh, so uh, that's what we do. That's what we do. Anyway, Pop Jeff, I am going to uh, call it quits here and let you get back to your normal life uh, and, and, and stop with this abnormal talking with me and, uh, <laughs> and, and enjoy your day. And I can't thank you enough for once again for returning and, and, and doing my show. It's always an absolute pleasure to have you on. It's my pleasure, Jeff. Thanks again for having me on anytime. And you're welcome on our show anytime as well. I'll be getting in contact with you and we'll we'll schedule that up. Uh, we'll, we'll carve out some of that 52 hours in your week. Yeah, to, we'll, to, we'll do that. We'll to, do make that. An, to make another appearance. But thanks thanks for having me on, Jeff. Be well. And uh, yes, same to you. And I, I just want to make sure that everybody understands that's Papa Jeff's America. Uh, that's his pod- podcast. Uh, and he has a YouTube channel, right? I do and uh, Twitter and all these wonderful things that you can get a hold of him at and listen to him. It is well worth your time to listen to Papa Jeff. He has some terrific guests. I mean, he really does have some terrific guests and I personally enjoy listening to it. So thank you again, Papa Jeff. Uh, I wish you all the best and continued success with the new format. And we shall be talking to you uh, later. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back uh, and uh, we'll conclude the show. And I'm back. I hope you enjoyed today's show, and as always, I'm happy to hear your comments and or questions from me or my guests. Papa Jeff's podcast is called Papa Jeff's America, and I ask you to go take a listen. You can contact me at politicsandpeeves at gmail.com or my website at politicsandpeeves.com. That's politicsandpeeves at gmail.com or my website politicsandpeeves.com. In ending the show today, I want to remind the listeners that I'm changing up my format a little, and I'm getting into some good stories out there from people bringing a little happiness and joy one action at a time. Do you know of a story or person or group that's gone above me on? Let me know, and maybe I'll do a story on them. So until the next time, stay safe, stay healthy, be happy. Later, Gators. And I'm back. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And as always, I'm happy to hear your comments and or questions from me or my guests. Papa Jeff's podcast is called Papa Jeff's America. And I ask you to go take a listen. You can contact me at politicsandpeeves at gmail.com or my website at politicsandpeeves.com. That's politicsandpeeves at gmail.com or on my website politicsandpeeves.com. In ending the show today, I want to remind the listeners that I'm changing up my format a little, and I'm getting into some good stories out there from people bringing a little happiness and joy one action at a time. Do you know of a story or person or group that's gone above me on? Let me know, and maybe I'll do a story on them. So until the next time, stay safe, stay healthy, be happy. Later, Gators.